Welcome back to another Dispatch from Holly McKay. Today, we're going to meet the old breed, Marine Rugby Club, and uh, what they're up to and what charities they support with this activity. Holly, tell us a little bit about it. So, yeah, this was, um, I've heard a little bit. I have, you know, a couple of good friends that have been involved with the old breed rugby club for a long time. So I've always heard bits and pieces about it in conversation, but this was an opportunity for me to really understand more about them. And they had, um, in the last weekend of July, they had their sort of big um, Caman tournament, which is where they all kind of meet in upstate New York. As one of them described it to me, it's like church. And so you have um, sort of marine rugby players from from many different stripes from all over the world that come and it's um you know it's quite a, a gathering um it's games and and all of that thing and and they do compete um but I think the bigger picture there is really um obviously the beer drinking but it's about honoring the lives of the fallen and that is what um the old breed rugby club was founded to do and so I had the opportunity to speak um with Jeff Nagel and he's a former Marine who they call the godfather of the old breed. And he um, started this uh, rugby team in uh, 2005, I believe. And this was just months after um, one of their very sort of respected uh, fellow Marines, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Kevin Shea, was killed in action by an RPG while fighting in Iraq. And he died on his 38th birthday. And so I think um, a lot of the men at that point, you know, this was really... Um, in, in the very early and in, in heavy throes of, of the Iraq and Afghanistan wars when so many people were dying and, and they don't have the, the equipments or the MRAPs and all sorts of things that, that they have now. Um, and, you know, this was a, a case where so many Marines were dying and I think a lot of their comrades just wanted to get together to find a, a way that they could honour them and especially those that really loved the game of rugby and, and there certainly was no better way than to, to start their own rugby club. Oh, well, very good. And um, how often do they get together? And is it always over rugby or is it for other things? You know, I think the the club um, exists. It's also a 5013C that raises money for uh, children of the, the fallen to be able to go to uh, university and college and, and pursue other things, which is, is also wonderful. But really what they do emphasize is that it is about remembering the fallen and this is their big weekend to get together. But I think they, they sort of have a few other gatherings throughout the year and many of them are incredibly close friends. Um, so they, you know, they catch up on their own terms as well. Um, but this is their, their real weekend to, um, you know, to, to have those three or four days together where they, you know, they have a board and they remember uh, so many of the fallen. And sadly, you know, with each year passing, that is more people uh, that are added to that board and not just those that maybe have killed in action, but those that have, um, you know, sadly committed suicide as a result of PTSD or succumbed to other kind of war wounds. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a sad event at the same time, you know, incredibly uplifting and incredibly important uh, to the children and the spouses and and the other people that, um, you know, are also invited um, because their loved ones are being remembered. So it's just an interesting and, and I think a beautiful way to to kind of acknowledge um, and remember, you know, it's easy for many of us today to to really forget um, the early days of the Iraq and Afghanistan war and really just how tumultuous they were and I think you know it's important to remind the younger generation of that um, and it's hard to believe how fast time has gone you know we're looking at almost 20 years but it 
it really was, I think, a, a dark and, and frightening time in in U.S. in the chapter of U.S. history. Yeah, well, yeah. As a matter of fact, most of the people that were there at the beginning of that war uh, are now retired from the military, and um, so so this is you know what's interesting about this is uh, here's here's a group that has gotten together around rugby, but you find this kind of remembrance phenomenon occurring with other groups of military veterans and um uh, and and they have events all over the country um this uh this level of camaraderie do you find the the you know that's a common thread from the people that went through the uh iran or or, or uh, iraq and syria wars iraq and afghanistan yeah absolutely i think um you know, that is an important thing. And I think it's really easy because memory does fade and, and the news cycle moves on and a new generations come up and, and um, you know, it's obviously out of sight, out of mind. But for, for many of these men and women, you know, they've lost countless people that were incredibly close to them. Um, you know, not only that, they've lost, uh, you know, limbs, they've lost... Um, they've lost marriages you know there are so many ramifications that come from being involved in in these really long-term and intense conflicts and um I, I think you know to a large degree as much as it is about sort of keeping that reminder it really is a self-healing circle as well um I think it's easy to to you know forget the importance of of that support network and that brotherhood or sisterhood um and how important that is and and how you know it's hard to to be able to walk into a stranger's office sometimes and talk about what you've experienced but um you know there is i'm sure very little talk about therapy that happens at these events but there is a hell of a lot of therapy that happens and i think that's an important um you know important legacy and and of course the marines have extended that um to people that you know that have served in other branches or people that simply just support the marines or support the mission so it, it really is this uh you know, in many ways, even more than a community, it really is, you know, a family. Um, and I think that's something that that it's important to continue to highlight. Yeah, well, yes, indeed. And um, and it's very good of you to put the focus and, and lens on this because it's these kinds of deep relationships that really, you know, define um, the, the connections that, that exist and linger seemingly for the rest of their lives with these people. So thank you, Holly. That was a, an, another very good vignette into how humans interact with each other and find uh, connection. Yeah, and I know that uh, rugby obviously isn't um, sort of the forefront of the American sports industry. Um, being Australian, it's something that I'm a, a lot more familiar with, I guess. So it's always nice to find that connection. And um, but but what I really found, which has been interesting, is how many people, um, you know, in recent years have kind of Americans that I am know that have sort of come out of the woodworks to um, tell me that they played or that, um, you know, something that they follow. And so I think that is something I wasn't aware of. And that's kind of neat. Yeah, it is. All right. Well, thanks for that. And um, we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, Dennis.